right, we're back here on the Thursday. Warren and Ryan here with you as we take a look at the college football weekend and the NFL weekend, the football weekend in general. Warren Show, Ryan Silva. Check us out, Sure Thing, on Sunday Night's Talk Radio 1190 from 7 to 8 p.m. Full breakdown of the Cowboys game coming up this Sunday. Uh, take a look at the MLB playoffs uh, as well. So you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, wherever else you may listen to your podcast app. Subscribe, rate, and review. Tell your friends about it. Last week, quick recap of the records. Four and four for me in college. So now I am or, – uh, no, last week in college, sorry, I went uh, six, and, six and three. Um, we are now 25-15-1 on the season. And then in the NFL – uh, another three and two week, all four three and two weeks, so twelve and eight. I was since we do the super contest lines, I was trying to figure out where that uh, puts. I was trying to figure out where our records would be in relation to the super contest. Mm-hmm. But when I tried about forty five minutes ago, the, I couldn't load into the, the site was down, yeah. so I couldn't do it. I know last week there was a guy fourteen and one. Uh, there were like two, two or three people at the leaderboard, like fourteen and one. So. Uh, I could not get uh, that, so we'll try for that on Sunday. But uh, Ryan, quick recap: uh, five, week. three, and one last week in college. So I brought my record above five hundred to twenty nineteen and one, just barely. And then a tough back to back weeks for me in the NFL: one and four back to back weeks, bringing my total down to nine and eleven overall after a pretty decent start. But uh, you know we're looking to rebound. Yeah, it's it's still early. It's early. There's Especially lots of last time. Week, last week stunk. I mean, all the underdogs, the dogs were barking. The dogs were barking. Road teams were barking too. So, uh, it's it was tough. But I mean, look, baseball regular season stops, but you start hockey season starts out of the, out of the clouds. From the clouds, yeah. hockey season comes on down there. So it just keeps on uh keeps on moving. It's a big week too. Uh, a lot of uh, mascots have died. A lot of a lot of intangibles in the gambling world out there. We got a couple. We got a handful of uh, dead owner games going on yep. in the NFL. We got some mascot situations we'll get to. But this week overall, college wise, you got a couple ranked matchups. You got Auburn and Florida, two teams that are ranked high. They're both in the top uh, ten, I think. But uh, I don't feel like if you just looked at them, they're like the tenth best. They're in the top ten in the country for like just like quality of a team that they are like the Auburn has good wins this year but I don't know if they they did look impressive against A&M but how good is A&M it's just hard to how good is Florida like it's not you see Alabama and Oklahoma and Ohio State and LSU play you're like wow those teams are impressive and then you get to this it's like well someone's got to be in the top 10 who's it going to be that's how I kind of feel about Auburn and Florida. You could say they went ugly, I guess, is the way. Yeah, Florida, I feel much more that way than I do Auburn. Like you said, Auburn had a they had a good win against Oregon. They looked really good against AM. And so their 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 schedule is definitely proven much, much tougher than Florida. Florida's really beaten not really anybody so far. Uh, they beat Towson last week. They beat a down Tennessee team, Kentucky, squeaked by Kentucky, um, beat Miami by four to open up the weekend at UT Martin. So this is their first test, and they followed up next week with LSU. So I think we'll start seeing uh, Florida come back down to earth where I think they belong and uh, not going to be in the top ten after this week. They could be better, though, with the backup than Felipe There, I mean, yeah, that guy stinks. So that's one of the games at 2.30, a big game for Michigan this week. They host Iowa. Uh, Harbaugh, when he's facing a team that's ranked better than him, Michigan's 19, Auburn is 
uh, or Iowa, excuse me, is 14th. He has never beaten a team that's ranked higher than him. So this is a huge test for this one. The line in this game started at seven for Iowa's plus seven. Now it's worked all the way. It's down to what three, two and a half. Uh, I have it at three and a half. Three and right a half. Here. That's a big line move. That's a big uh, line move early on or towards the week. So that's the shot. What do you think about uh, this game for? Uh, Harbaugh's, they just drilled Rutgers, which is what they do every year. But this is a huge game for him at home. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think this is a game Michigan has to win. I think Harbaugh has to win just to kind of – I mean, he doesn't have the greatest Michigan legacy as it stands right now, even though we talked a couple weeks ago about how great his record is or how good his record is. I mean, he's been 10-3 and almost every year um, since he's been at Michigan. But, you know, they need to win the big games. They want to win the big games. And if they drop this one to Iowa, I really think you can start – I don't think Michigan's ever going to fire Harbaugh unless things get really bad. But I think he starts maybe, you know, looking other places or looking elsewhere because up to this point, like I said, as good as the record might be for Harbaugh, just the overall um, experience, I guess, or the overall kind of feeling of him being at Michigan has not been a success. And if he drops this one to Iowa, you're, I mean, that they're done in the Big Ten. They're not going to get to a Big Ten championship. I mean, they're not going to – their season is pretty much over, I would say. You know, you may agree or disagree with this one. Um, and it's not going to be an easy task. Iowa plays really good defense. They're a tough team. They're coming into. They're going to Michigan. They're playing at Michigan as a three and a half point underdogs, even though they're ranked higher. So I think Iowa, if Iowa can get this win under their belt, this can kind of maybe solidify their season as, hey, look, we're actual contenders in the Big Ten. Whether that may be true or not, you know, it's still early. But uh, again, I think this. I think this is a must win for Michigan. Uh, season would be over in getting Indianapolis, which they've never gotten to a Big Ten title game, but they still have the chance to beat Ohio State. So. I mean, uh, if we're being real, do they really still have a chance? Well, I mean, look, it's cliche, but seriously, that game, uh, it's still there. There are times when they've been, they've been poor that they've given Ohio State a tough time. So it's just a cliche of throw the records out. Like, but I'm saying that they lose this game. Yeah, it's their season technically is over, but they still want to beat Ohio State, and you know he's got to get the monkey off the bat. And Hartman Harbaugh never really wins big games. He beat Michigan State last year, but Michigan State was pretty bad, so he's always had tough time against his rivals. The other game I'm looking forward, or not forward, but I'm intrigued by is West Virginia-Texas. Yeah. So the Red River rivalry is next weekend, uh, Oklahoma-Texas. Uh, Oklahoma's got Kansas this week. No issue. No, there should really be no problems uh, there for Oklahoma, but – Texas is down like three defensive backs. We all know the running back situation. And uh, they struggle the week before the Red River rivalry. Uh, they're 8-2 they're and two straight up. I, I saw a stat or heard something. But against the spread, I think they have a losing record in those games. Um, so I, actually, I think, uh, look, we both say West Virginia, they're not great. But uh, on the road, Morgantown, tough place to play, as always. And I just think the big-time look-ahead game, Ellinger was dealing with a sore rib. So uh, things things got off to it for a bad start for West Virginia. They look like they're putting things together, but the line's only like 10.5 now, mm-hmm. 11. Uh, so it's that seems a small line to me, but uh, this could be a tricky trap situation for uh, Texas. Yeah, I mean, I'm I I even though the ailments and the things they're going through right now, Texas, um, I still think the way this team is kind of moving right now and humming, I think they really shouldn't have an issue with West Virginia. The fact that it is in West Virginia in Morgantown, I think 
you know, is obviously going to bring the the line down just a bit. But I mean, West Virginia really hasn't beat anybody so far um, this season. Their defense is not great. Their offense is probably worst, probably the worst that we've seen in quite some time since before the Rich Rod days. Um, so I, I think, I think this line's probably right where it should be. I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it was between ten and a half to up to maybe fifteen, and somewhere around there. Um, are you saying that you think that a trap game as far as West, West Virginia can win outright or just cover? Uh, no, cover yeah. and say, hey, you know what though? Sometimes there is doubt creeping in players' mind. They keep it, they keep it close late in the third, something like that. The fans are behind them. You never in Texas tenses up a little bit, which we've seen them do numerous times. Yeah, so you, you never know. But I think it kind of be uh, closer than you might think when you first look at it. Like, oh, Texas should blow them out. They just, I just feel like look there, Texas is more trying to get guys healthy for next week than Oklahoma, and it's a straight. Look ahead, uh, game that way, spread wise. But yeah, they should win outright. Um, what other? Are there any other games you want to touch on? A and M's on a bye this week before their big matchup against Alabama. Alabama's also on a bye, uh, so that's no issues there. Ohio State's playing Michigan State. It's a big line there, but they've just been a battering ram uh, so far this season, and uh, that's pretty much it. Clemson's off this week. Uh, a lot of teams are on a bye week this week. Not a not you could say not a great weekend. Uh, for college football, at least if you're looking for big games. Now, there's always games to gamble on and stuff like that. Oh, there's always games. Always, to gamble on. always games to gamble. I got a big card. I got a ten. I got a ten gamer this week. First time in the double digits. Um, but uh, yeah, what else? What else has caught your eye? You think? I mean, we can definitely bring up Air Force Navy. Well, we was gonna get to that before we get. Uh, well, I mean, before we get to the mascot situations, was there any other games you you are intri- intrigued on? Intrigued uh, this week? No, not really. I mean, I ha- I have a pretty pretty thick card too. Um, I'm I'm in the double digits. I may be around twelve games as I look at it here. I don't have the exact amount, but uh, games that intrigue me betting wise, but nothing that I have to. I don't think of any must tune in games okay. that we other than what we touched on. All right, yeah. So let's get to it. Uh, we got the Air Force game, and did you hear about the ECU Pirate? I did. Okay, that one was – I was borderline on that one looking at it tonight, and that the Steve the Pirate, is his name, right? Uh, no, I think that's the guy from Dodgeball. Oh, okay. I don't know <laughs> the guy's name, but whoever the Pirate is, uh, he's been on the sideline. They said for, I saw for like 10 years maybe. He hasn't missed a game in like 10 years as the Pirate, as the mascot, and uh, he is not going to be uh, on, the, uh, on the field tonight. So uh, I like ECU. You got it. They got to play for the pirate. Um, oh, it is Steve the pirate. It is. Yeah, Steve okay. the pirate. How about that? Uh, so he is not going to be on the sidelines. I think for the first time in ten games, they're catching twelve against Temple. Uh, so I like uh, ECU. That game is actually tonight on Thursday as we record the other game. Of- I'm going to interrupt real quick. ECU yeah. also going with all black uniforms. Okay, that see, I get scared by the blackout. Yeah, I, do. I get scared if, if, by the if blackout. It's, if it's A and M, you can get scared by the blackout. Anybody else, you might have a yeah. fighting chance. Yeah, I get scared. Well, Georgia too. You don't want Georgia to yeah, have a Georgia, blackout. Yeah, that's true. Uh, oh, you know what other game before we get to Air Force? I'm tomorrow night UCF at Cincinnati. I think that's one of the games of the weekend. Okay, I think that's a good one. Cincinnati just drilled Marshall last week. UCF. They had a tough one against Pitt a couple weeks ago uh, in the civil conflict last week, easily win the trophy against UConn. And uh, they drilled. They had game day last year for them against Cincinnati, and they just smoked them. So Luke Fickle's going to want to 
uh, share some friends. They got a special field in Cincinnati for this game. Did you see that? I did not. Yeah, they got a special field. It's like black in the end zones. It's red, I think, in the where the yard lines are, and it's got like the background of the Cincy, the Queen, the Cincy skyline or something. It's a pretty cool field. Um, for uh f- for this game and uh maybe we could s- I don't want to say I'm not going to say the end of the uh um the end of the uh, here, search sorry Ryan's doing a Google search uh there's like uh Cincinnati University like special football field um there uh I don't want to is this not the end of UCF Ooh. but uh uh okay so it's black black field red end zone white end zone with the bearcat hawk or like the bearcat eyes where the hash marks is with the uh and the uh, historical cincinnati downtown yeah skyline. skyline yes i knew the skyline was in there somewhere I couldn't but, but yeah that's a nice that's a sharp looking field that's it's pretty cool um but i don't this is not the end of ucf it's just uh maybe this is a hiccup in their road to uh to repeat as national champions. Yes, yes. Not this year, but but down the road. I'm very interested in that game. Uh, but, yes, so uh, Air Force going on the road to Navy this week, laying three and a half, and tragically their Falcon, after 23 years, has passed away. R.I.P. And this is partly because Army tried to pull a prank on the uh, Air Force Falcon last year, and it got hurt. Ooh. Uh, yes. Did not know that. Yes. So, uh, obviously, whenever two service academies play against each other, it's always going to be a grind amount. But you got your Falcon. You, you got to play for the Falcon. You absolutely are playing, playing for the Falcon. 23 years? I mean, that's yeah, that's a long time to be there. And, you know, it's going to be the first game. Do they usually do, like, a flyover with him? I think so. I'm not sure. I mean, But it's probably, on the road. Yeah, it's game. on the road. Say. So, they wouldn't be doing that anyway. Yeah. But still, I think you got to put one up for uh, – for the Falcon it, there, and and you got you got to show out against Navy. Is, you're you're already laying three. I mean, you got to win by double digits. Is this going to be a T Boone game? Then when we go to Air Force next week, when Air Force hosts their next home game, we got to. It's like the T Boone when they oh, he yeah. died. They were on the road to Tulsa. Then their first home game, you got to take them for the T Boone really? honoring. This is the Falcon when they play at home, when they play in Colorado Springs. We got to do the uh, we got to do that game. Like that's that's, that's got to be a move, right? Where yeah. it's, you got your you got their schedule up. Fresno State next week oh all right we gotta i gotta make a note of that um i gotta make a note of that all right so i'll just run down the card as i said air force minus three and a half ecu tonight plus 12 wisconsin first half minus 21 and a half against kent state oklahoma has scored at least 14 points in every first quarter so far this season i like them minus eight and a half in the first quarter against kansas uh western michigan toledo over 70 both pretty powerful offenses Iowa State, TCU over 45-and-a-half. Army plus three against Tulane. Tulane hasn't played since Ryan got hosed uh, on that Thursday night uh, last week, right? Uh, Or two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. They haven't played since that, uh, and that's at Army. Pitt plus four-and-a-half at Duke. Pitt is the roller coaster. Bad last week, great the week before. They're back on the high this week. Uh, Rice plus 10 against UAB. Rice is 0-5. They should have beat La Tech last week. They've covered. They're 5-0 against the spread. 0-5, though, uh, straight up. And then uh, this might be one of the first times I've ever done this going back to last year. I know the first time this year. I have an under on the card. Wow. I have a. I don't like taking unders. I especially don't like taking them in college. But I'm going under Virginia Tech in Miami 47. These teams okay. just – 47 is a low number, too. These teams can't score. Virginia Tech put up like three points last week against Duke. Miami's offense is dreadful, so I think this is an under. 
And we'll, you know what? We'll just hold our nose. Don't check this. What I think this game's at like six six o'clock or something. Uh, and uh, and that's it. I want to take SMU minus two thirty. Two thirty. Okay, two thirty. Guess what? That's one you go to the golf course, put the phone away, and uh, check the score after the game. Uh, I want to take SMU. SMU is their their potential number eleven, uh, but thirteen. I, there's got to be a letdown, I think, sooner or later. But I know SMU is going to be on your card. So, uh, Ryan, take it away. Um, yeah, SMU, minus 13. Got to go Got to get go back to the well. Uh, you know, I'm a big big believer in that. I also have Air Force minus 3.5 at Navy. Um, I have Texas minus 10.5 for the game at West Virginia. I also like the minus 6.5 for the first half against West Virginia. Um, Army plus 3 against Tulane. We got the same one there. I like Maryland and Rutgers over 56. That's going on a ledge, I know. Yeah, but I, the, both teams are bad enough. And Maryland puts up a ton of points against bad teams. For sure. So that's what I think. I think that's going to, you know, that's that was my line of thinking there. I like Oklahoma State minus 10 at Tech. Oh, wow. You don't like that? I have. I saw that, and I saw that game, and I'm like, I want nothing to do with that game at Give all. Give me all the smoke. Oh, my God. Um, I Good like luck. I like the Baylor uh, Kansas State over forty nine. I think both these teams can put up seven touchdowns, no problem. I think Baylor's offense is really humming so far. Uh, getting back to what we've seen before. Um, I like Auburn minus two and a half at Florida. Again, I just think Florida is not very good. They might be better with their backup quarterback than they were with Felipe Franks, but I think that Auburn um, defensive line is just sick right now. So I'd like them there. Oklahoma minus 20 first half at KU. Again, going back to the well uh, there as well as Ohio State minus 10 and a half first half versus Michigan. I don't think that, excuse me, versus Michigan State. I don't think this game is going to be close. Michigan, or excuse me, Ohio State puts up a ton of points early. They get out to an early lead. I've been banging this drum all season long again going back to the well i haven't lost on it yet so i might as well just keep on playing it mark d'antonio does have good success against ohio state but that was urban uh he did beat him like three times and he's beaten him a couple times at uh at the horseshoe in columbus but yeah this game really shouldn't be i will say i do like your oklahoma minus eight first first quarter i won't put that on my card but i do like that a lot uh, i was gonna i had 20 for the first half and then i scratched it out because i mean i think that they should be up by 20 against Kansas, but I feel like they they got lucky kind of covering against Tech last week. In the first quarter, they got out to just rocket start. Yeah. So I think that that's why I went with that. All right, to the NFL. Cowboys, uh, tough one against the Saints. It was a redo, redo of the 2018 offense. Uh, it was pretty much a flip of the Saints-Cowboys game last year. Yeah. Uh, the home team won, and they just want to grind it out. Cowboys didn't allow a touchdown. Uh, on defense, just four field goals. The offense was poor. Zeke had one run of five yards. That's wild. That's it. Every, go look at his running chart. It was tough. Yeah. Travis Frederick had a terrible day on the offensive line. He was getting just mauled all over the place. And then the insult to injury was uh, Tyron Smith going down with that high ankle sprain on the last drive. And then Lyle Collins hasn't been practicing this week so far, so the bookends, at least new left tackle. So uh, Cam Fleming, a uh, friend of the friend of the show, gets his gets – I his, almost tweeted that out after Tyron Smith got in there. <laughs> gets, gets, his, uh, gets his shot this week, and Collins goes out. That's going to be a huge blow this week because he's, he's been fine this year, but you don't want your two starting tackles to go out. Amari Cooper looked bad last week with the ankle. What's going on with him? There's a lot of questions. I don't want to say, like, oh, my God, the offense, what's going to happen? I think the offense is going to be fine. I think there was some on the road, hey, we want to – the game plan was was bad. It was like, hey, we're going to try and just grind out the clock against the Saints, mm-hmm. which was stupid because the way the Saints are going to win with Teddy B 
is grind it out, low-scoring right. games. Because against Seattle, they got two defensive touchdowns. That's how they put up so many points uh, when they won his first game. But uh, quickly, before we get to the Packers, what were your overall thoughts on the uh, game Sunday? Yeah, no, it was, I mean, like you said, it was a very – it wasn't the offense that we saw the first three games. And the easy thing to say is, oh, well, it was the first time the Cowboys played somebody good. Could that be right? Yeah, partially, probably. But also, too, like you said, there's a lot of factors that went into it. Um, New Orleans defense has been playing really well lately. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, had, he had some pretty good success, I would say, against Amari Cooper. Uh, had a couple penalties drawn on him as well. Um you know, very of, of course the the refs always come in. I mean, the, this there was so many penalties in this game. It was a lot of penalties. so many penalties. Um, so that was kind of making it tough to watch. I think not having Gallup, I think, really showed um, that it that it hurt the Cowboys' offense. Even though Randall Cobb is a very serviceable wide receiver, definitely not the Randall Cobb of old. But um, not having a, a strong number two to be able to go to when Amari Cooper is either hobbled by an ankle or, or just being. Uh, covered real well against Marshawn Lattimore. I mean, we all saw that Dak Hail Mary where he was in quadruple coverage. Of course, that wasn't how it was all game. But uh, the fact that Zeke couldn't get it going was tough. And, I, I, you know, we'll see how this offensive line shapes up coming into Green Bay. But um, I think the Cowboys could be in trouble of, of dropping two straight. Yeah, we'll see. The line is in this game is three and a half. Uh, they're favored by three and a half. I will say, though, the Packers' defensive line – their rush defense, very, very poor right now. They are averaging – they're giving up 142 yards on the ground. Uh, they haven't played since last Thursday, so that could help them out. And you remember last Thursday, it seemed like every – I remember seeing this picture on Twitter. can't remember who tweeted it out. Orlovsky, one of those guys who breaks down some film. During the game, they said, maybe Warren Sharp, that uh, – the Packers weren't lining up over the – having their linebacker line up over the guard uh, in that hole between the guard and tackle. So off ta – in between that gap was wide open, and mm. the Eagles would just run the ball to death, and they had great success against that. So I feel like the running game for Zeke should get going this week, even though uh, Smith is going to be out, Collins is question mark. I feel like they still should be able to get the run against a poor uh, Packers defensive line. They did The defense – has been better. They got Zadarius uh, Smith. They added really to that defense in Green Bay, but it was really, really bad against the Eagles. I'm looking forward to seeing this Packers offense because they've been hot and cold. They got out yeah. to like hot starts and then they go into like shutdown mode. And they can't figure it out. Devontae Adams has not practiced at all this week so far, so that's going to be a huge loss for them uh, if he can't go. But uh, I, th I don't. Again, I feel like. I feel like at home the Cowboys are going to be able to open it up a little bit more. Kevin King has been uh, one of the one of the Packers' defensive backs. He's been hurt, uh, hasn't practiced this week, so that's going to be a big loss to them because he's a key part of their secondary. I feel like both teams are banged up. The injury, did you see the injury report yeah. yesterday? It was a long, long CVS receipt is what we call those <laughs> injury reports. But uh, I feel like the Cowboys should be able to get back at home to their original like play calling, and they, they do have some resistance uh, with the Packers' defense this week. Yeah, I mean, this has definitely shaped into quite the rivalry the last yeah. five to nine years, I would guess you could say. Uh, going back to the Tony Romo playoff days, you know, the the, the um, Des Bryant drop, all that stuff. So, I mean, it, this place is going to be rocking. Uh, AT&T Stadium is going to be rocking. They're going to have the home crowd behind them, as they always do. But I still think this is going to – I think this is going to be another grinded-out battle um, for the Cowboys, and they you just better hope that, that Amari can – you know, have some impact on the game. There's talks of maybe Gallup comes back, maybe he doesn't. Um, but you know, Devonte Adams, if he's in there, he's going to be a, a big 
big time uh, uh, playmaker and game changer for the Packers. And if if he's not in there, then I think you got to like the the Cowboys' chances. You know umpteen times more without Devontae Adams in there. I mean, he's really their only receiving off. Op- not their only, but they're... They're a big guy. Yeah, they're, I mean, he's their guy. I'm not really going on a ledger or saying anything new to anybody there. But, um, you know, as long as they can... As long as we can get these big players that we need out, uh, out on the field for both teams, I again, I think this is going to be a grind-out game for the Cowboys, and I don't know if I feel great about their chances to come out on top. Yeah, I would think I'd take the Packers plus three and a half. On this one, I feel like it's a field goal game. Um, but I, th- I think the Packers cover. I'm not going to say they're going to win, but I think the Packers are going to cover. I haven't been really impressed with the Packers so far this year. Uh, this is, they they've haven't, been, they haven't done it. They have. They've been very up and down as well. Yeah, it seems they've won. They were three and zero until last week. I felt right. last week was their best offensive performance, and they couldn't get a dunk. They couldn't stop them. But Robert Quinn, before we get to the picks, he was phenomenal last week. He really, so far, has been great. Two sacks, three quarterback hits. Uh, he's he he was really really good. He looked quick, explosive out there. Something they really need with Demarcus Lawrence. Uh, look, he's you can't expect him to get two sacks every game. I think people yeah. when they see these guys, they're like, oh, we need thirty. No one's ever got thirty. The most someone's got sacks wise is twenty two. Okay, there's a reason why like sixteen is amazing in the league. So let's calm calm our jets down on Demarcus Lawrence. He is getting double team like sixteen seventeen percent of the time, which is right. the most uh, in the NFL. So, no, go ahead. Oh no, no, yeah, I was just gonna give my pick on the game yeah. too. Like I said, I think uh, I think the Packers win, or excuse me, I think the Packers cover for sure. Again, if I would have to gun to my head, I'd say the Packers probably win outright as well. They do have the Cowboys number. They really do. Like I said, the way this has really developed into quite the rivalry the last few years. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. Um, but yeah, going back to Robert Quinn, I mean, the fact that the Cowboys got this guy for seventh round pick Six. is, or sixth round Still. pick is, yeah, I mean, awesome. It's great. Yeah. Um, so he, he's really been a bright spot in his, in his first couple games back so far. And I, I think Demarcus Lawrence is going to get it going. Like we, we've said numerous times on both this show and Sunday's show that that torn labrum is, is has proven time and time again with numerous players that once it tears, it's never the same. And it, once you do get it repaired, it takes you a little bit of time, especially a guy that has to push off and, and use that shoulder and that deltoid as much as, you know, as much as Demarcus Lawrence does, I think he'll find his way here uh, in the next coming weeks. And we've said, Oh, go ahead. No, no, go. We've said that, uh, that week five, week six, week seven, sure. you know, is when you start finding out who teams really, really are in the NFL. And he kind of got a knock on his ankle last week, too, which yeah. could have been pretty severe. So he's got that going for him uh, this week as well. All right. So we both like the Packers to cover. You like them to win outright. I'm gun to my head. Go, yeah. I'm uh, going Cowboys to win just because they're at home. Okay. Uh, but uh, I could see it going either way. Uh, before we get to the picks, two. Three big things going on. So we got on the mascots are the issue in college. Owners, big issue in the NFL this week. So yesterday, Bill Bidwell for the Arizona uh, Cardinals, their owner, he died, 88 years old. Uh, They go to the Bengals this week. So a team will get their first win. The first head coach will get their first win, Zach Taylor, Cliff Kingsbury. Two other instances of dead owners playing impact tonight. Thursday night, Seattle hosts the Rams. Paul Allen, their owner, going in the Ring of Honor. Mm. And uh, then on Sunday in Houston, Bob McNair died last year. He is going in the Ring of Honor. Now, I will say some of the players didn't seem to like Bob McNair because he had some 
questionable quotes that came out before he perished. Uh, so I don't know if that's going to be an emotional lift for the players to say, but Paul Allen, I'm for sure that's going to be an emotional lift for them. They loved uh, him, brought them to Super Bowls and everything. That's so that game's in Seattle tonight. So that's uh, it's a big trend for uh, there's a, there's a lot of games that could be on the hook for the mascots and the owners owners games this week. So I'll jump in with mine. Seattle minus one. Uh, they're seven and one in their last eight home games in prime time. That's good enough for me. I know the Rams have had pretty good success there against the Seahawks, but I still like uh, I still like Seattle Giants plus five and a half. Saquon, if he plays, holy smokes, that would be incredible. I should have taken your uh, Odell for uh, Saquon Z trade. Is it still on the table? It is not. Okay, darn. Uh, but I like the Giants plus five and a half against the Vikings. Kirk Cousins on the road, not good. The Bucks plus three and a half, riding that train again this week. They went in last year, opened the season against the Saints. Jameis is looking pretty good. And the Saints, they can't just keep winning ugly with the uh, with Teddy with B. Teddy B because he stinks. I know the Bucks defense stinks, but he stinks. Uh, the Falcons, I'm on them this week. Plus five. I'm going against the dead ring of the dead owner ring of honor game. They're playing Houston, and you're going against the 0 and 11. I am. This is the week the trend ends. Houston stinks. Atlanta stinks. It's a close game. It's a field goal game. I like Atlanta plus five. Uh, Atlanta's game's been on my card all five weeks. That's wild. And I'm four and one calling their games. Uh, so that's what we like. Four and one. Yeah, I picked them like against the spread. I lost week one when they. Uh, You've only played four weeks. Or do yet? No, I'm. Uh, I've. Uh, I think I've gotten. The, I lost. Uh, three and one. They're okay. I'm three and one. Three and one on the Atlanta games. And then the Monday night extravaganza, I got the Browns plus three and a half. I think the Browns are going to be really, really good on the road this year. At home, they're going to be – there's a lot of pressure for them to perform at home in front of the fans. I think on the road, they're going to be fine. The secondary guys being out hasn't really been an issue because T.J. Carey and Terrence Mitchell have been phenomenal. Uh, Demarius Randall's back. And I don't think the Niners are that good. I know they're coming off a bye week, but I don't think they're – I don't think they're that good. Yeah, I actually – I'll go ahead and start with that Monday night game because I have it on my card as well. Uh, I have the Browns plus three and a half at San Francisco. I think this is your stereotypical are we sure they're good game. You know, we'll we'll find out from both teams. Are the Browns good? Have they just seen some early season struggles? Or, you know, and are the, the 49ers for real? Are they are they uh, an actual undefeated team or have they just kind of had some good uh, some good fortune here? Uh, going into back to Sunday, I got New England minus 15 and a half at Washington. This line could have been 30, and I still <laughs> would have probably taken New England. The Redskins are an absolute a aberration of a of a franchise right now. The head coach said on Tuesday we don't have a a plan at quarterback. Just not checkers, folks. Love it. They, that's something. Um. So yeah, I mean, they, I just what what would you rather be the Dolphins or the Redskins? I would actually probably rather be the Dolphins because all of their like they've they've traded away all their good players, whereas the Redskins think that we still have some good players. And have a rookie quarterback that we may like, we may not like. I'm not even sure anymore. And you know, we're still signing big free agents like Landon Collins. We're still paying guys like Josh Norman. Um, and our best, arguably, arguably our best player, Trent Williams, wants nothing to do with our franchise. So I would rather be the Dolphins right now than All the right. Redskins. All right. Because um, at least if you, like at least you 
you know what you're getting. Yeah. I mean, I guess no. you know what you're getting with the Redskins too, but it's it. a little it. more disappointing. No, I get it. Um, I like Buffalo plus three at Tennessee. Uh, I think Buffalo's really got something cooking there. I really like their defense. Um, I like the Cardinals plus three because of their dead owner. And Cincinnati just looked terrible on Monday night. They they did, but yeah, they did. They did look <laughs> that. But Cincinnati's been hot and cold. Like they played well week one, and they they're an odd odd week team. They show up, I think, in the odd weeks. And uh, this one I was kind of wavering on. I'm going to join the Guardy Party, Gardner Minshew, okay. Jags plus three and a half at Carolina. So I got I got four underdogs on the card. So do I? Hoping that we have a repeat of next week, but that we probably means it's going to be all favorites, favorites yeah, that, I that cover. I did have the Chargers minus six and a half against the Dolphins, or excuse me, against the Broncos. Um, I had that on my card, but I scratched that out for the Cardinals. So we'll see how that how that uh, rides out. Okay, all right. Well, hopefully you get some good winners uh, this week. We'll be back on Sunday night with some uh, playoffs going on. Uh, what else? Football, uh, all that good stuff. So check us out Sunday nights, uh, Talk Radio 1197, 8 p.m. Full recap of the Cowboys game for Ryan Silva. I'm Warren Shiro. Talk to you on Sunday.